Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And the poem on tonight is called My Enemy. And here we go. The devil really thought he had me by presenting the illusion of infidelity. He wanted to make me think that you were my enemy so that I would start fighting instead of praying without ceasing. But once again, God showed up. He heard my humble cries. So as I became weak, he made me strong. And while my strength grew, he took the devil on. The next thing I knew, I was no longer crying. Instead, I'm talking to you. And now I'm praying for you, wholeheartedly it seems, because you were never supposed to be my enemy. We are on the same team. So tonight I just wanted to talk about the imposter syndrome. And for those of you that really don't know what it is. It is also known as imposter phenomenon, the fraud syndrome, imposterism, or the imposter's experience. And this is a psychological pattern where a person starts to doubt themselves, their accomplishments, and or their talents. You may know someone this way, it may even be you, but this is someone who has an internal fear of being exposed as a fraud. The sad part is, is that regardless of the fact that these individuals have proven themselves externally competent, very competent as a matter of fact, These are people who experience this phenomenon and are convinced that they are not the real deal. But it's quite the opposite. It's something how they have truly convinced themselves that they're frauds. They even think that they don't deserve everything that they have achieved. So rather than take ownership for all of their successes, instead they attribute their successes to plain old luck. Okay, so you won the Hyman's Trophy. That was luck. Really? Hmm. I probably said that wrong, but y'all knew what trophy I'm talking about. (laughs) I thought about it after I said it. (laughs) Tried to sound off. Profession, all the things. I probably messed that title all the way up, but y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) 
charge it to my head and not my heart. I've had a day. Trust me when I say I have had a day. I digress. So, or they may believe that their success is a result of deceiving others into thinking they are more intelligent than they perceive themselves to be. Ooh, when I tell you this syndrome affects both high achieving men and high achieving women. What are some traits of the imposter syndrome? One primary trait, how you know that this person or that person or even yourself may be dealing with this syndrome is if you are a perfectionist. Yes, I said it. Perfectionism is one trait of the imposter syndrome. Neuroticism is the other one. And self-efficacy is the other one. So let me spell that for some of y'all because you may have to look it up to get the definition. So perfectionism is spelled P-E-R-F-E-C-T-I-O-N-I, in like Nancy, I-S-M. Neuroticism is N-E-U-R-O-T-I-C-I-S-M, like Michael. Last but not least, self Efficacy is S E L F hyphen or dash E F like Frank F like Frank I C A C Y. So if the individual works in a competitive atmosphere, this can start to lay the groundwork of the imposter syndrome. Let me give you an example. So, it may be, as an example, a lot of people will eventually develop feelings of imposterism if they have ever been faced with intense pressure in their childhood concerning academic achievement from their parents. Also, this can be triggered when people feel pressured to perform at their absolute best. That means that you can't make any mistakes. There is no room for error. You've got to be perfect like you're a freaking robot. And if you are anything less than that, if you perform just a little bit less than that, if you are not literally at 100%, then this can trigger the imposter syndrome. Because the person becomes anxious or they feel incompetent. One way to combat the imposter syndrome is to change the way you view perfectionism. So instead of always trying to be perfect, give yourself grace. Give your spouse grace not to be perfect. We're not going to make a hundred every single day. There's going to be times that we're going to fall short. Now, of course, be sure to create your boundaries. But in terms of people just being people, we're not going to make a hundred every single day. That's why it's really, really healthy to praise your mate 
whenever they're doing great. If your mate took the time out to take the trash out, even wash the dishes, clean the tub, the shower, whatever, the toilet, the sink. If they took the time out to cook dinner for you, if they took time out to run your bath water. If, they, if you know that they normally are busy, 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 ripping and running and they took time out to literally, they took everything off of their schedule and decided without even telling you, I'm going to spend the day with my boo. Make sure you praise them for that. Make sure you acknowledge, I see you. You took the whole day off. I mean, I got you all to myself. What am I about? To, what are we about to do together today? Oh, so we can just sit up and watch television. I can lay my feet across your lap. We could just sit and watch TV. Ooh, can we play some games? Yes, I'm loving this. Let's play sorry. Let's play a card game. I just want to be in your presence. Thank you for taking the time out to spend the whole day with me. Those things matter, especially to people who have the imposter syndrome. It's important to fight this behavior as if it goes unaddressed. It can stifle the potential to grow. It can prevent people from pursuing new opportunities for growth, whether it be at work, whether it be in a relationship, or whether it be concerning your hobbies. You gotta fight this behavior. However, when you confront this behavior, be aware that it can aid in your growth and allow you a chance to thrive. So I knew When I started my episode that I wasn't going to be on for long, I just wanted to leave some nuggets of wisdom and I wanted to keep it raw, real and wise. But I am about to end this episode. Hopefully, if you don't know anyone who has the imposter syndrome, great. However, if you run across someone who does, now that you have just a little bit of insight, maybe you can help them combat it. Knowledge truly is power. And now I'm going to read my letter to my future hubby. It is dated March 31st, 2021. And it says, Dear future hubby, My mother is in the hospital. She took the Moderna shot around 3 p.m. today and she was rushed to the hospital within the hour. After she took the shot, she told me how her face began to swell, how her chest began to hurt. Her vision started to blur When she commented on the swelling of her lips, the lady yelled out, call 911. And before she knew it, they had guided her to lay her down on the ground, on the ground. 
for a moment when she heard the lady shout out, call 911. My mom looked around for the person in need, not realizing it was her who the lady was speaking of. Next thing she knew, there were six different people rushing to her aid. My mom had an allergic reaction to the shot. Her blood pressure shot up to 265 over 167 within minutes. When I arrived at the hospital, it was at 201 over 95. It stayed that way so long that the doctor came in the room and said, we're gonna need to admit her. Please say a prayer for my mother. She asked me to hug her on my way out of that room. My words to her, I love you, mom. All I know is you better be released from this hospital. Right now, I'm a little emotional. We only get one mother, but we sometimes tend to take so much for granted. We act like we have so much time to spend with our loved ones, as if we control the narrative of their lives. And the truth of the matter is, we don't. This is why it is extremely important to love our loved ones now. To watch how we treat them. To be mindful of the words we speak to them and about them. The power of life and death is in our tongues. That's not just a scripture verse. It's a reality. I'm grateful for the moments I share with my mother. Now, don't get me wrong. We have our ups and our downs. But that's still my mama. And I pray for many, many more of those moments. I love you. Love, Teresa. And so if you are in a situation and you've said some hard... Now, I have, this is not our testimony, okay? We're in a good place, okay? <laughs> but I feel as if someone needs to hear this. And so I'm going to speak from my heart because there are people that have done this very thing for me. If you're at a place where you are not seeing eye to eye with someone who you may have an alt with, who you may feel indifferent from. I don't know. They may be the person that you're married to. They may be the person that you're dating. They may be the person you're engaged to. They may be your very best friend. They may be a relative, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, nephew, a niece, a grandparent. I don't know. But if you have an alt with someone, if you have 
a feeling of indifference towards someone. If they're not your favorite person right now, I'm not saying that they have to become your favorite person, but what I'm saying is try your best to make peace with that person. Y'all don't have to skip down the yellow brick road. You don't have to ease down the yellow brick road hand in hand. But try to make peace with that person. Because the way this world is set up right now, the fact that you're even able to listen to this episode, the fact that you are able to even listen to this podcast is a blessing. Let's not keep taking our blessings for granted. Take a moment to make peace because these moments cannot be replayed. We're not going to get these moments back. When my mom said, I need a hug. And she said it like three or four times before I left that hospital room. I heard it the first time. <laughs> but she said it like three or four times. So I knew by her repeating herself, my mom really wants me to hug her. And there was a time in my life, and it is not far removed from recently, that because I wasn't raised with affection, because I wasn't raised where my parents loved on me like that and ministered to me in terms of hugging me and hugging on me, as an adult woman, I found it very, very, very hard to submit to that side of my mom. Because out of nowhere. It's as if she went from. Bye. Y'all have a good evening. Love y'all. To let me get up. Let me get my hug. And it took a season. For me to make peace. With my past. So that I could welcome my present in. We even exchanged words at one point because I was like, I can't be fake with you. I can't do this. I don't want to hug you. We we've been there. But when I realized that the hug wasn't about me, that that's what my mom needed. Then I surrendered. And I've been hugging her ever since. But we have a tendency sometimes to take things for granted. And I'm glad that I humbled myself enough to hear her heart. Enough to start to apply what it was that she requested. Because I don't know how many more hugs we have left. So the fact that I was able to submit to her request, what may have seemed like, oh no, why am I doing this? Why are you even asking me to hug you? One day I may reflect on that or one day she may reflect on that and be like, I'm glad I got my hugs 
while she yet lived. Because we don't know which person is going to go first. There's plenty of parents who have buried their children. And there are plenty of children who have buried their mother. But if you love now, then whenever that time comes, whoever is burying whoever, at least they can have a moment of gratitude that at least I was able to love them in the now. Make peace. Make peace. I hope this has blessed someone. I know it has blessed me. Y'all do me a huge favor. Take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.